Hey, welcome to HTBB Online. My name is Leon and this is Phoebe and we are your hosts for today. We're really glad to be here with you online. And we're also really excited because today we have water baptisms yes. on the on-site service. Yay! It's socially distanced, of course, without shared water. Yes, and as well, speaking of water, Miles' talk for today is titled How to Walk on Water, uh, where he'll be talking about how to weather life's storms. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to that talk. And as usual, um, we're going to start our service today with worship. And I would like to encourage you, wherever you are, just to really engage, just find that spot that you like, uh, whether it's in your room or anywhere, or even to stand so that you can really engage uh, because we believe that God meets us in this time of worship. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we can come once again uh, to encounter you and to meet with you in our time of worship. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with us today throughout this service. Thank you, Lord. Pray that you fill us with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship. Everlasting, ever strong. God, your love goes on and on. Time and again, we've known your kindness. Peace that lasts beyond the night. Hope that never leaves a fight. Always the same, your love surrounds us. You are faithful in the fire, faithful in the flood. Your love keeps coming it won't give up faithful in the battle you were strong enough your love won't stop god your goodness never sleeps there's no promise you won't keep time and again you stand beside us Your love has got a hold on me. Oh. 
keeps coming, it won't give up. Faithful in the battle, you were strong enough. Your love won't stop. Touch me, 
All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your unending grace and love for us. We humbly ask to please guide us with the amazing gift of your Holy Spirit during times of uncertainty and to always remember that there is hope in Jesus for all that he has done for us. Lord, please help us to always remember to trust, to trust in you with all of our hearts, to not lean on our own understanding, to submit to you in all our ways, and you will make our path straight. We pray this all in your almighty name. In Jesus', Jesus precious name. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it is with incredible hope and trust in you that everyone who got baptized today took a step of faith. We thank you for this declaration of trust. May they know the abundant joy of a new life with you. We pray that they experience your presence in their lives and the deep friendship and unconditional love of a life with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God, you have been our hope from ages past. Psalm 90 says, You have been our dwelling place in all generations. Let us see again that you are our true hope and home. Remind us that you're always there and that you will not forsake us. Father, when you raised your son Jesus from the dead, you brought hope for the world and everyone in it out of disappointment and apparent defeat. And so, Father, we pray for all those who are struggling today to find hope for their families, for their homes, for their work, for their relationships, for their futures. God of resurrection, would you speak to them? Would you lift their eyes? Would you come alongside them and let them see that you always make a way that leads back to life and back to you? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying. Your prayers make a difference. Uh, and speaking of which, if you would like prayer at any time during the service, just hit request prayer and one of our online team will be right with you to pray. Um, we're now going to watch HTBB News. This is a chance to find out what's happening in the life of the mm -hmm. church. Uh, but before we do, just a few key things to highlight. Mm -hmm. First of all, we have the 24-7 prayer week coming up and that starts on the 29th of November. So do sign up for that if you haven't already. Also, Christmas is coming. We have loads of Christmas services um, coming up throughout the month of December. So just keep your eyes peeled uh, for more details to come. Can't wait for Christmas. Yeah. And also as we watch HDBB News, uh, it's also an opportunity for us to give right now. Uh, a guide will be appearing on your screen on how to give and through the different platforms in the different ways. So let's watch HDBB News and also give.
building. Audio.就在下个月我们就要迎接圣诞节了圣诞对你来说有着什么样的意义呢今年的十一月份我们会推出一张中文的圣诞一批那我们想要透过这张专辑呢去来描绘耶稣基督的诞生当时的场景他的故事还有这
Well, the disciples were terrified. They, they thought they were going to drown. And so Jesus commanded the storm to stop and all became calm. But Matthew and John's gospels also refer to a second storm story. And this time Jesus was not in the boat with the disciples, but instead he walks on water to them, gets in the boat and calms the storm. And it's this story when Jesus comes to us in the storm that I want us to look at today. So this is Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 22. Let me read it to you. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Now, the other side was uh, eight kilometers across a lake. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, that's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let them just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Amen. So what does this story tell us about Jesus and how we can face storms in life? Well, the first thing is this. Don't confuse drowning with getting wet. We're all going to get wet in life. But Jesus wants us to trust him and be reassured that he will not let you drown. When Jesus was in the boat with the disciples in that first storm, they're getting wet and they thought they were gonna drown. But Jesus calmed the storm and he said to them, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And then here, uh, again, in this second storm, they're getting wet. And when Peter's about to get very wet, sinking, he thinks he's going to drown. 
So Jesus saves him and he says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You see, the storms of life, they bring fear and doubt. And when fear and doubt come, they disrupt our judgment so that we confuse drowning with getting wet. Jesus says to you today, you might be wet, but I will not let you drown. When uh, I was younger, my favorite ride at amusement parks was always this ride. It's called the log flume. And you, know, you sit in this little carriage designed like a log and then you go down a big dip with all water around you and then you whoosh, eventually splash at the bottom. You see, the whole ride is about getting wet, but we enjoy it because deep down we know we're not going to drown. Jesus won't let you drown. I think someone needs to hear that right now. Jesus can set you free from fear and doubt today. So I declare it over you again right now. Wet, maybe. Drowning, no way. Second thing we see in this passage is that sometimes God might look different in a storm. In verse 26, we read this. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. It's so interesting, isn't it? The disciples, they live with Jesus, they eat, sleep, and do ministry with Jesus. But in the middle of a storm, when blinded by fear, they can't recognize him and his presence. I wonder, are we the same? Maybe you're in a storm right now and it feels like God is absent. You feel like you're on your own. God seems silent even when you pray. But we read in verse 25 this. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. In the middle of the storm, Jesus went out to them. It's precisely in the storm that Jesus comes to you and to me. You might not recognize him, but he is with you. And he comes to us in surprising ways. Maybe that person who provides practical help, that friend who just happens to message you just when you're having a tough day. Maybe that gift that suddenly appears at the door or that business deal or project that arrives at the right time. In the storm, Jesus can look a little bit different. I remember when I was 10 or maybe 11 years old, I'd gone on holiday to, to Spain with my uh, mother and my sister and my father was arriving a few days later and we were staying in this uh, apartment and it was the middle of the night and suddenly there was this loud banging noise that woke everybody up. We thought, what's that? And we rushed into the 
uh, living area. And to our surprise, the water heater on the wall had blown straight off and there was this absolute deluge of rushing water flying out. We were instantly soaked wet and we didn't know the place and had we looked around and we couldn't find the mains uh, water tap anywhere. And my mum started trying to get buckets uh, to, to stop the place from sinking into the water. And I don't know why I said, okay, I'll try and, I'll try and go and get help. And uh, I, I, I ran out outside. I couldn't find anybody in the apartment complex, any management or everything. It was the middle of the night. So I just ran out to the roadside and I thought maybe somewhere will be open. Somewhere is bound to be still open at this time. But it was a pretty sleepy little town and to my shock, nowhere was open. It was pitch black, everything was shut. And I was thinking, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And then I had this thought, ah, maybe the local Chinese restaurant might still be open. You see, even as an 11 year old, I'd already worked out that Asians work harder than everyone else. So I, I, I thought, okay, I think I remember where it is. It's this way. And I headed off. And sure enough, when I ran around the corner, there it was. The restaurant was open. The lights were on. So I, I ran towards it. And I, thinking back now, I had no idea what I thought I was going to do. Um, why I thought that was the place to go. Maybe I was thought, okay, I could bring, I could buy a huge manto and sort of plug the wall with it. But somehow I, I just thought I've got to go there. And I ran through the door and there was virtually no one in the place, but there sitting at a table was a police officer eating his dinner. I thought, wow, it's the middle of the night, but there's a police officer right there. Brilliant. So I went up to him and I, I didn't know much Spanish, but I, I tried to get him to follow me. Venga, 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 venaki. And I was just trying to get him to follow me. And he must have been surprised looking at this soaking wet little boy. So he put down his chopsticks and he followed me. And I sort of set off running and he walked behind me and I took him to the apartment. And when we got there, my mum was virtually walking on water. Uh, the water level was rising and he managed to make some phone calls. Somebody he knew who worked in the complex and they told him where the, the stop tap was and he turned off the water and we were saved. Now, was that coincidence that I happened to think, oh, maybe the Chinese restaurant, that there happened to be an off-duty police officer in the middle of the night, having something to eat at that time, that he happened to know somebody in the complex. No, I don't think so. It's in the storms when we're definitely getting wet that Jesus comes to us in surprising ways. You know, when the disciples think Jesus is a ghost, he says to them in verse 27, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. It is I. Actually, in the original text, it's simply, he says, I am. And this was the name that God had first given himself in the Old Testament. He's the eternal I am. He said that to Moses. Jesus here is identifying himself as God, the one who has authority over every storm in life and the one who saves us. But of course, the readers of Matthew's gospel would not realize that Jesus is saying this unless they'd read the Bible. And here's the thing, 
the more you read God's word, the Bible, the more you'll be able to recognize the presence of Jesus in your life. The more you'll be able to perceive that he comes to you. And the story of the Bible, amazingly, is not so much that we come to God, but he graciously comes to us. And that's what we'll be remembering throughout Advent and in the Christmas story, that Jesus came to us, born one of us. Jesus comes to you today, even in the middle of the storm. Now, I think the third thing that we see in this passage is that if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. As far as I'm aware, Peter is the only person, apart from Jesus, to have ever walked on water. And why was that? Because he was the only one to actually step out of the boat, out of his comfort zone, as it were. Now, I know Jesus says you have little faith, but at least Peter actually stepped out of the boat. I mean, who knows? Maybe the other disciples one day wished they had as well. And here's the thing, Jesus might call you to that which to others might look like drowning. But with Jesus will mean walking. With Jesus, it will mean doing things that others think impossible. Now, if you're going to step out of the boat, you might want confirmation that Jesus uh, is calling you to do this, that it's the right thing to do. And Peter asks for that confirmation in verse 28. He says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Maybe you're in a stormy time right now, but you have this sense that the Lord is asking you to step out into something new or courageous. And what you desperately need is confirmation if it's the right thing to do. It's like you're saying, Lord, if this is of you, tell me to come to you on the water and I'll step out, I'll do it. Well, today, Jesus can say to you, as he did to Peter, come. If you want to walk on water, you have to step out of the boat. But we don't just walk aimlessly on the waves. We walk towards Jesus. And this is the fourth point. What you focus on matters. In verse 29, we read this. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Wow, it's amazing. Peter, when he was focused on Jesus, actually walked on water towards him. This is why in Hebrews 12 verse two, it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. When we focus on Jesus, our faith rises and amazing things happen. But it's so easy, isn't it, to get distracted. In the um, 
the remake of the movie Karate Kid, Jackie Chan says to Jaden Smith, your focus needs more focus. It's kind of like that in life, so easy to get distracted even when we think we're focusing. And as soon as Peter takes his eyes off Jesus and he begins to look at the circumstances around him, when he looks at the wind and the storm, that's when he starts to sink. What we focus on matters. Are you focusing on Jesus or on the problem? Perhaps you feel like you're sinking in life at the moment, maybe sinking under a pile of work or sinking in your emotions or sinking under debt or sinking in terms of your habits or addictions or, or maybe sinking in a sea of bitterness or fear. If that is you, don't worry. Jesus will catch you. All we have to do today is call out to him for help like Peter did. Throughout scripture, we see this recurring promise. It's there in the book of Joel in the Old Testament and then in Acts 2.21, it's in Romans 10.13. It says this, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And Peter cries out as he's sinking. He says, Lord, save me. And in verse 31, it says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Immediately, not in a while, not after a bit, not after scolding him, but immediately. This is a promise of scripture. Call out in prayer today, Lord, save me. And Jesus will reach out his hand today. But be encouraged. There's a fifth point in, in this passage, and it's this. Amazing things happen on the other side of a storm. This passage begins with the reason why Jesus put the disciples in the boat in the first place. It says to get to the other side. Sometimes you have to go through it to get to it. The storm doesn't last forever. The storm can even be a time of preparation, but there is a destination waiting on the other side, a place of blessing and advance of God's kingdom. And once Jesus steps into the boat in verse 32, we're told that the wind died down. Invite Jesus into the boat of your life today. Maybe for the first time, maybe once again, invite him in and the wind will die down. Maybe not the wind of the circumstances, but the wind and sea of uncertainty in our heart and his peace will come, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And the first thing that happens after the wind dies down in this passage is worship. Verse 33, then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. 
Now, this was not the first time that Jesus had stepped into a boat of the disciples, resulting in them worshiping him. Actually, when Jesus first called the disciples back in Luke chapter five, he stepped into their boat and produced a miraculous catch of fish such that they dropped down and worshiped him. And seeing that catch in Luke five, Peter had cried out to him saying, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. When we get a glimpse of who Jesus is, we realize how sinful we are. Go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Maybe you feel like that right now, that you're not worthy to have Jesus step into the boat of your life and have a purpose to which he's calling you. But he has chosen you. That's, I believe, why you're even watching this right now. It's not a coincidence. He's already stepped into your boat. And he says to you, just as he said to Peter, don't be afraid. I have a purpose for you. And then once the disciples, they worship him and they get to the other side of the lake, they land at Gennesaret and all heaven breaks loose. People recognize Jesus, word spread, uh, uh, the, the crowd flock around him and healing, always a sign of the inbreaking of God's kingdom and power, all healing breaks out. And we're told all who touched him were healed. You know, sometimes we've just got to get through it to get to it. And this was even true for Jesus. He never calls us to something that he's not already been through. You know, he had to go through the storm of Gethsemane. He had to go through the storm of Golgotha and the cross so that we can now reach out to him and be healed and saved and made whole. Your Gennesaret is awaiting you on the other side of the storm. So today, are you gonna look at the wind or the one who commands the wind? Are you going to look at the waves or the one who walks on them? Are you gonna look at the storm or the one who stills the storm? And are you gonna look at your circumstances or at your savior? Because when you fix your eyes on Jesus, you will step out into amazing things. And on the other side of the storm, I believe all heaven will break loose. So wherever you are right now, why don't we pray for that? I hope you feel faith arising in you. If you don't, don't worry, because faith, even as small as a mustard seed, is powerful enough to move mountains, Jesus says. So why don't you just open your hands and we're gonna pray for the Spirit of God to come. I believe he's gonna do amazing things in you. So let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Would you fill us again right now? Would you walk to us right now, Spirit of Christ, and bring peace as you step into the boat of our hearts right now. 
Come, Holy Spirit. The Lord himself is stepping into the boat of your life right now. Just pray that he would release you from any fear or doubt and that he'd calm the storm within you right now. As Paul writes to the Colossians, may the peace of Christ rule in your heart by his presence. And if you feel like you've been sinking, why don't you just call out to him now, Lord, save me. And we'd love to pray with you in that prayer. You can click request prayer right now. And our team will pray with you for the Lord to catch you and to bring you to calm on the other side. And for some of you wanting that confirmation, Lord, is it really you asking me to step out into this thing? If you want that confirmation, we'd love to pray with you as well. Just click request prayer. And together we'll discern, is Jesus saying, come. And all healing broke out in Gennesaret. If, if you need healing today, right now, I'm gonna pray for that. I'm just gonna command all sickness to be gone in you right now. In the name of Jesus, just receive your healing. And we'd love to pray with you. Just click that button. Whatever your prayer request right now, the Lord is here. He is with you. He's come to you. And we'd love to pray with you for breakthrough.